Hey, welcome back to Crack the Ceiling podcast. Crack the ceiling. <laughs> Every time with the new music stylings from Lynn. <laughs> crack. Wait, I can't even think what song that is. For some reason, it just sounded really good. As soon as you said crack the ceiling, I was like, crack the ceiling. I feel like it's okay. a 70s disco tune. Yeah, like where's the sunshine? I don't know that song. Where's the sunshine? Yeah, that one. Oh, okay. Day 28 of a seven-day lockdown here in Melbourne. Yeah, just a snap lockdown, just to knock it out. Snappy, about as expected. Yeah. Probably going to be here for a while. Yeah, like six more weeks. Ah. Feels like Groundhog Day every day. Yep, it is actually. We're still in 2020. (laughs) What? Yeah, no time has actually passed. We're still in. It's August 2020 right now. Honestly, that's that's accurate feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, that's kind of what we want to talk about today, anyway. Yeah. It is become quite apparent that in the crazy pandemic times and especially for those of us in Melbourne uh working in the beer industry and burnout are starting to um maybe go hand in hand a little bit yeah massively I mean I think there's always been a problem with beer industry burnout but especially with the pandemic yeah I mean (laughs) beer industry and mental health have kind of always had a tumultuous relationship Absolutely. Um, Luke, actually, so Ale of a Time, he's written some some really great stories about this in the past. You know, going back years, this is not new. Yeah, no, it's not. And it's something that still does not get discussed enough, you know, because the beer industry, I think, as well, is a really good, you can hide mental health problems kind of behind alcohol and having a good time. Well, isn't that the truth? So, I mean, listen... Before we get into this, what have you been up to lately, Linz? Um, well, <laughs> wait, yeah, okay, wait, are we getting into this now, though? Is yeah, this lead I into this? Before we kind of get deep into discussing, <laughs> before we get real deep into discussing burnout, I think there's been, you know, some catalysts to this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, personally, um, look, I... Well, one, I have a broken foot now. Um, I have two broken bones in my foot. But before that, I had to, even though we're in lockdown, I kind of had a mental breakdown at work. And um, I was going to work and just like crying, (laughs) just crying over ridiculous things Um, and feeling just this like, feeling like a constant sense of overwhelming. So that was like, oh, two weeks ago. Um, and I did the Science Made Beerable event and I just went to my boss and I was just like, I need I need time off because I'm not well. I'm not feeling well. Um, I don't particularly want to use my holiday time to just sit at home and twiddle my thumbs, but something needed to change. And at the moment, 
I'm so, and I'm so fortunate. This is coming from a very fortunate, I have paid time off, but at the moment, the only thing I could change was not going to work. Um, and I knew, I knew something needed to change and that was all I, I could change. You for recognizing that and taking, taking the time really. Yeah. Yeah. So I took, I took two days off because like, I don't know, I was like overwhelmed First, I was just like, I'm going to quit. Am I going to quit my job? Am I going to get on a plane back to the States? Like all of these constant like feelings and then like everyone's in pandemic brain and everyone's like every time there's announcement that lockdown's being extended and more cases and like all of this is just too much sometimes. And I just needed to, yeah, I broke down and I needed to shut out like yeah, I just big feelings are okay. Big feelings okay are okay. Big feelings. Yeah, yeah, they were big. Um, so yeah, I did take. I took some time off. I mean, I'm in therapy. I like to talk about that pretty openly. I think therapy is really important. Um, and I really beforehand, my therapist, like when we came back into this lockdown, I think all of us were kind of freaking out and really frustrated. Um, so, yeah, so I had I had to take time off and, you know, it was something that my therapist had actually recommended me to do. And I was like, I'm not going to do that if I'm just going to be at home all the time. And I tell you what, guys, and I'm trying to talk Tiff into doing it, but like it, even though I was just at home and the first day, I think I was in bed till like I like I slept till 1 p.m. the first day and like I just felt so much better. I turned off my phone. I didn't have access to news. I didn't have access like I just shut off. Um, and man, I felt really good coming into this week. So good that I decided to go ahead and break my foot, but that's a story for a different day. (sighs) (laughs) Came into this week being like, I'm actually okay. (laughs) There is something to be learned from this, which is it's okay to take some time. You should take time. Take some mental health time. Mental health time. And yeah, you're stuck at home, but like, I don't know, be at home and don't have any contact with work and don't have contact with your work people and just turn off your phone, man. Turn off your phone for a day. So hard. So hard. It's so hard. It is. It's so hard. But it is like, it's just kind of a reminder that there is more in this world and things you can still take joy out of. Um, Which leads us again into let's discuss, like let's get into being in the beer industry. I think burnout isn't new to the beer industry. It is by no by no means confined to the pandemic. No, but it's, it's been a lot to process for the the last 18 months. So yeah, Tiff, and especially someone like you, that's, literally working from home like you're at home I am at home all day every day for a year and a half now yep because I was actually working from home before all of this started yeah really adds you know add some kindling to the fire but you know the you know the reality is like we love the beer industry and that's why we work here you know, we we come into this industry because we're so passionate about it. Yeah. And the result of that is often losing yourself into your work. Absolutely. And it's the identity of it. Like, 
you come into the industry, both of us have come into the industry from a place of genuine, like, this isn't what we grew up saying we wanted to do. Our lives were going a different way. And then we found this industry that we kind of fell in love with. And at the beginning, it was like, just give us any job. Like, I want to do anything. And we probably undercharged a lot because we just loved doing it so much. (laughs) Some of us still undercharge. Um, But like, I think that that's kind of the problem with the industry as well. You know, like you get a bunch of people involved in it that love it. It's their hobby. It's their social life. Someone takes it from a hobby and turns it into a job. They make money. They're like, oh, I don't care what you pay me. I love it so much. Yeah. And then you're doing it all the time. You're working in beer. You're getting off work and you're going to beer events when we're open. Or virtual beer events when we're not open. Virtual beer events. You're on beer Instagram even. Beer TikTok. Like... Just beer groups in Facebook, like you have a beer community, which does feel really good and amazing sometimes. But then how do you, how do you separate yourself? You have no separation. There's no line anymore. It's very true. And, and like, you know, we tell people outside this industry, you know, like I work in beer, I taste beer for a living sometimes. And they're, you know, they're like, Oh, you're so lucky. So lucky. That's such a cool job. And, and, you know, we are, and it is awesome. And we work so hard because we care so much. But then, you know, the, the result of that is we work so hard and we don't create that line. And so, you know, when you do start to feel like maybe it's becoming too much, it's, it makes it harder to say something or feel like you even can feel bad about working too much because, you know, the outside perspective is that it's such an awesome place. You know, you're so lucky and it's so, so awesome. Lucky. And it really is. But, it, you know, not having that line and working so hard because you're so passionate about it, it makes it, you know, it, it makes it really easy to see how you get to – burnout and you know if you do a quick google and google beer industry and burnout it is it's very you'll very quickly see that you are not alone in this feeling it is something that was around before there was a pandemic yeah and you know it's obviously quite well documented that it's not just us it's you know it's it's quite a common thing to happen and it's it's absolutely not us but i not just us, but people are just kind of afraid to talk about it. Um, yeah. Like, it's just, it's such a taboo to say, I am burnt out. Like, I need a break. And, like, I people aren't taking holiday time right now because you can't go anywhere. So I think, although it did exist before the pandemic, pandemic's making it ten times worse. Because what else do you have to do other than yeah. work? Or, oh, you're at home. You should be studying. You should be, you should be studying to improve yourself. You should be taking online courses yeah. to improve your job since you're not going anywhere. Like, there's no... You know what? The last thing I want to do after a day of sitting at my computer and talking to people online is <laughs> sitting at my computer. and Really? <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
You don't just want to be there all the time. And it's really hard because, because again, it's like you work with people with the same interests, you socialize with these people. And so, you know. And you love these people. We all connect through beer and it's like we have a lot. We play together. It's like you work together, you play together. There's not a lot of line, but, you know, there's also it's not all awesome people in this industry either. Like what's come out of this is as everything's grown bigger and gotten more commercial is that there are some not awesome people in the industry now, too. Heaps, as we've talked about in previous. (laughs) But not just that, but like there's a lot of craft breweries. There's a lot of. Yeah, it's. mm -hmm. It all does really boil down to money at the end of the day. And maybe that's part of the burnout when you finally realize that something you got in for interest and passion really at the end of the day probably will just boil down to what's going to make money. Still a business. Still a business. And that, you know, it's, it's really important. And of course it's, it's a lot easier to draw the line between your work time and your home time when your work is not also what you're doing for play. And so it makes, you know, the more we push that and the more, you know, anxious and the more fatigue that builds up because it's the go, 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 just work one more hour, do one more thing because you truly care about the what happens in the end. And that's, I mean, that is what leads to burnout is the, you know, you're burning your candle at both ends, literally and figuratively. Yeah. And then you get burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a real thing. And I think it's something that everyone needs to talk about just a little bit more. Like, and this goes back to the same thing that we're always, that we're always discussing on this podcast is like the things that we talk about behind our own closed doors. So what we might talk about with our, you know, other girlfriends that work in the industry just yeah. for the sake of the fact that we often do this with other women, really. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're having these conversations, but we're not having them publicly. No. And it's hard. It's so hard to not feel like, and I'm going back to this a little bit, but like, it just really is sinking in for me right now. Like, it's so hard to not feel guilty about yeah. being burnt out in this industry. Or being burnt out when you have a job to go to in the first place. Yeah, true. In in this pandemic world that we're living in, you know? Like, it feels so guilty. And I'm so fortunate that I physically get to go to work. Um, And man, I felt so... Like, my partner's at home all the time. So when I was just like, oh, I just want to be home... I felt bad because I have a privilege that he doesn't and you don't have. Yep. Like I go to work and I see people and I interact with people every day. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's home and it's work and it's home and it's work, but there's still no like, we're missing out on the whole social aspect of our job, our jobs that we normally get. And it's, yeah. you know, for me, it's like, I have... I don't know, about three different chairs that I sit in when I work all day. But realistically, like, I'll still eat dinner in the same chair. I eat lunch and breakfast. And and I sit on the couch and work sometimes. And then I sit on the couch at the end of the day and watch Netflix. And 
it is just the same all the time. And then, you know, you get to the weekends and even if you want to socialize with your friends and talk about things, it's like just sitting on the couch in front of your computer again, <laughs> again. all over again for more hours. And it is like – even when you're not doing work, like it's just hard, and I I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah, but you know, I like even you and I are lucky because our, you know our partners and I don't have the same. We don't have to be in the same space all the time. It would be yeah. even harder. If everyone was working from home. Yeah, you'd have to build like I mean, I'm surprised you haven't built like your own little office tiff like a little like cardboard setup <laughs> get some beer boxes <laughs> build yourself a little office with a little cardboard door <laughs> paint it that could be a fun weekend job for you <laughs> well we've come to this part of the pandemic haven't we yeah i would love yeah. to see you do that <laughs> listen i'm just holding out hope that i might actually work in an office again someday 2025 tiff yeah so optimistic. Yeah. So optimistic. So optimistic. And, and you know, like, here's the thing. We work in this industry we care about that we mostly is our hobby too. And most of our friends work in beer. And the result is that your job becomes your identity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And especially if you work for a brand. And this is, again, this is something that I fucking like I am trying I'm trying to be really aware of it and I realized this last year during the pandemic when I lost work for eight weeks like I've I my identity and my self-worth and my value is not only wrapped up in the beer industry but also the brand that I work for Mm -hmm. like stomping ground has become a part of my identity and I don't know if that's necessarily healthy yeah, it's. I mean, again, it's as as this industry gets bigger, and we have kind of grown in a way that when you work, when you have a job, you work so hard for it, and it beco- it becomes you know what you stand for. Yeah, and it it means you choose a place that you want to work and you want to stand up and say that I work there. But it does it does become part of your identity, and I know because I've you know I was a brand ambassador yeah at one point where you know I was from the brewery even though I even wasn't and it's even still it's still kind of something that I've held on to and it's hard to break out of it and I will tell you what when I was a brand ambassador I absolutely had burnout because I was working all day and working all night and working on the weekends and it was events and it was just Go, 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 because you want it to be so great, but it's not even your brand, and it makes it so hard when you don't even own it. Ding, is, ding, ding, and you never will own yep. it. Which is, you know, part of – if you're lower on the, you know, quote-unquote totem pole and you have less control over any of the situation, yeah. I'll tell you what, it really does lead to that to – the, to the burnout. Yeah. And that, and that goes for even, I think I read something and I think the Reddit thread where someone was just saying, yeah, you know, you become a brewer and you want to be a part of the creative process, but then you end up working for this big brewery and you might be their head brewer, but you realize it all comes down to marketing and like, 
that leads you, you know, it, it's, yeah, when, when you fight so hard for something, but then when you have no control over it, or when you become something without having any control over what that thing actually is, that is, that is burnout when you realize it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, lack of control leads to anxiety. Yeah. Leads to burnout. Absolutely. No question. And that's, you know, it's just something maybe we all just need to be a little more mindful of all of this. Yeah. But not only from our side, you know, where we're employees, but also it's important, you know, if you're out there and listening as an employer to consider how if you're pushing things or even if you're not, but you know that you have an employee who is kind of pushing themselves, like just being mindful that things are harder than normal right now. Yeah. Yeah. So when your employees have breakdowns at work. <laughs> Giving them two days off is great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Asher. Um, I, but I think as well, like, and I think in the past, and something that I hope is coming out of this this pandemic, in the past, I would have been sick, you know? Like, I would have been like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm puking, or I got the poos. Um, like, <laughs> you know, I would gastro, whatever. Like, in the past, I would have, if I ever had, like, mental health, I would have covered it up with something else. Yeah. But I hope now, I think mental health is really come out that's something great to come out of this pandemic we're openly talking about mental health quite a bit more compared to what we were pre-pandemic and I think these are conversations like for me personally it was really big for me to be like I'm at a breaking point <laughs> and when my coworkers asked me where I'd been I was I told them flat out like I I had a break I needed a break I needed I needed to be home. Everything's too much. I felt overwhelmed. And it's and because we are people outside of our jobs, um, and if we all just need to recognize that and remember that with each other and have empathy for each other because caring about your coworkers or your employees' mental health and seeing that they, they need to step away, um, that's having human empathy and understanding, like, we – can't just be machines and right now in Melbourne nobody's actually getting to do any of the things they enjoy doing yeah so I mean yeah you can do some things you enjoy doing but like we're not really getting to be out in nature or you know we don't really have freedom so of course we're breaking down um yeah absolutely which you know what are I think especially I'm asking you as somebody who's you know, really started to do the work and exploring, like, what can you do? What are some solutions to dealing with burnout, whether you are kind of dealing with it now or something to be mindful of in the future? Um, For me, I like, if you can, if you can take a day off, I know it feels stupid and you probably will feel guilty about taking precious vacation time to just set at home and not have any freedom to go anywhere or do anything. But like if, if that's the one thing you can change in your life is to just take a break 
And when you take a break from work, actually take a break from work. Like, turn off your phone. Do not check your email. Step away. Like, step away and let everybody else handle it. Um, <laughs> you need to. Everybody needs to just... I And I think that just goes for everyone. Like, just let yourself have a break. Yeah. And, and talk to someone. I, get a therapist. <laughs> Therapy's great. Yeah, it sucks, but, um, <laughs> well, and talk to about it with your coworkers, I think as well. Like, yeah, yeah, it is, you know, they're the only people that we can really socialize with, especially if you're in a position where you can leave your house. So it's probably really good to have allies at work if you can. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, yep. Yeah. Tiff, what, what are your, what do you think? What do you think will help <laughs> ease the burnout pain? I think for, you know, for me, it's being able to accomplish a lot less while being, especially in lockdown, has been really hard and caused a lot of stress. So, you know, a lot of it is about taking the time to recognize what in your life causes you irritability these little stressors when they start to add up are what add to burnout overall. So, you know, something I've learned as I've gotten older is to recognize where some of those signs are when I start feeling a certain way. When you start to cry over lots of little things, it's probably a good sign that burnout is coming anyway. And I, you know, I think back on my, in my past and all the times that it's happened before, it's, you know, it's about learning your own personal signs. But I think, you know, something that both you and I, Lind, and probably anyone out there is listening is to start to, you know, take stock of what your motivations are, not just in work, but in life. So finding hobbies that aren't just beer, working in beer and drinking beer, which I'll be honest, is really hard. It's so hard. But then also finding your motivation at work, finding your little victories and, you know, some time to really think about what you might really be good at and what to focus on. Yeah. And it's, but it is especially like find a hobby that isn't work related. And not just Netflix, because that is part of my problem. Skyrim, Tiff. <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah. Get on Xbox. Um, I don't know. My therapist wanted to try to get me to paint. That eh. doesn't appeal to me at all. <laughs> yeah, but you need like a hobby that occupies and challenges your brain, I think. And especially like that's why we get into hobbies that involve our work because we feel like we're constantly improving ourselves and like getting better at something that'll be financially viable. But and we want our brains to be active. So you need to find a hobby that still challenges your brain, gets your brain going, that you can be engaged in, that has nothing to do with work. That's hard. That is hard, but also very good advice. So, hey, anyone out there listening, if you have some good hobbies that you would be happy to share with us, we are super open to them. Yes, except for I'm painting. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Do it. <laughs> you know what might be fun? Huh. I'm just throwing this out there. Legos. 
Tiff, 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 if you became a Lego master. (laughs) Honestly, if I had a bigger apartment, that might be something we could explore. Tiff, you could build yourself a Lego office. No, I want to build a Lego brewery, and then I want to build a working <laughs> Lego brewery. Okay, but that has something to do that. See, you're going back to stuff that has to do with work. No, you need to build right. yourself. Take it back. Yeah, well, I think a Lego office or, like, maybe, like, I'm just, I'm really into this idea of you building something in the corner of your apartment that's <laughs> real flimsy that you can just, like, tell Casey, like, this is my space. <laughs> and you just, like, go and sit in there with Biscuit. Anyway, in case anyone was wondering how day 28 of the seven-day lockdown is working, (laughs) of like 220 days of being in lockdown in the last year, Uh this is how it's going. This is how it's going. Um. Um, But I think it is really important to be able to talk about these things. Yeah. Not just with each other, Lind, but to start to, I don't know. Get everyone thinking about it in the wider industry, too. Yeah, and I hope that this is something as well that, like, coming out of the pandemic that all companies are a little more aware of. Like, maybe let's not just have sick days. Like, have sick days encompass mental health days. That would be fucking great. It would be. And if you have any other suggestions, pop them in the comments on our Instagram Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or shoot us an email. So our Instagram is at crackthecealingpodcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Our email is crackthecealingpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And um, we didn't talk about drinking beer. We're not even drinking beer tonight. Oh, wait, you are. Are you having a beer? I mean, yeah, because I've had some with work tasting today, so I figured I'd finish them. I've got a Slipstream G-Force IPA, which to me is the best non-hazy hazy tasting IPA in Australia. G-Force! Um, why? What's what's going on with it? Delicious. So it's all like whirlpool, late hopping, big juicy hoppy notes, but it's totally clear. Yeah, right. And kind of like, it doesn't really have the chewiness, but has enough body from the alcohol to carry it all. Yeah. So for me, it's like it has the delight of a hazy IPA, but it doesn't have the look of a hazy IPA. So I don't know. For me, I I really like it without even considering the hazy IPA category, really. But I think it's one of the best core range IPAs on the market, hands down. Really? Yep. Sweet. What kind of hops are in it? What are we talking about? Great question. A bunch of them. remind everyone that we're at home <laughs> uh it's got heaps of american hops in it really um mosaic yeah some fun cryo hops yeah um really in fact actually i lie we just learned today it's actually all cryo hops and a little bit of australian cascade yeah right but what what cryo do you know i forget okay Listen, it's been a long day. I'm sorry. In the brain on a long day on I'm the video. I'm sorry, Tiff. I did not mean to ask you technical questions. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that it was juicy and delicious. Good. And it tastes a little like guava and oh, that's nice. pineapple. That's all. I, that's actually all I need to know. I'm sorry. 
It's okay. It's actually been hanging out for like an hour and it's still really delicious. That's good. Um, I'm not drinking right now because I am um, trying to avoid inflammation on my foot. Oh, smart. Yeah, because I would like this to be healed in five weeks and not six. Well, if you want to find out how Lindsay's foot is doing, um, you can find Lindsay at... (laughs) Talk beardy to me. We're mostly posting photos of my cat. Love it. And you can find me at Beer Girl Bites. As always, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank and you we'll so see much. You on the next episode of Crack the Ceiling. And let us know, you know, please communicate with us and tell us what you do to avoid burnout or like what, like share your stories with us. Sorry. We'd love to hear them. We'd love to okay. hear them. See ya. Bye.